I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Yes, it is. Sure is. Your high was so high-pitched. I know. I know. I noticed. I was like, is it always that high-pitched? Or was it extra high-pitched today? No, you're just being extra today. It's the tension in my body is manifesting through my vocal cords. (laughs) Relax. We are in the zen closet tonight. You know, I'm going to relax because tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. And then the weekend I know. You always make me so jealous because my only day off is Thursday, but like I never actually do day off stuff on Thursday. And you're like, tomorrow's Friday. And I'm like, fuck, another week. It's like my Monday. Fridays are like my Monday. That sounds terrible. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I don't know. Hopefully one day that'll change. You never know. So, hey, you guys, it's a mini-episode. For those of you who don't know what a mini-episode is, this is where we tell you stuff that we find interesting in the news and relay it back to you. Keegan's yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry. I was taking a drink. Yes, it is. So, we generally start with... The worst. The worst. And we wanted to touch on very quickly because I know it could seem maybe odd. We usually record these episodes on Thursdays, and then they come out on Fridays, And so I know it could seem maybe odd that something huge could happen in the news, especially something that we would usually cover and us not cover it. And the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand happened the day our last episode went up. So um, the day after we had recorded. And um, that's why we hadn't talked about it. But we just wanted to kind of like touch on it briefly and, Mm -hmm. like, let you guys know that it wasn't because we didn't want to talk about it or it was any kind of oversight. It was just a timing issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, And at this point, it's been a week, Mm -hmm. and so you guys have probably heard most of the details. Nothing we're going to be talking about is going to be terribly, terribly 
groundbreaking as far as like the details of the um, shooting itself. Yeah. But we do want to talk a little bit about the aftermath uh, mm-hmm. and repercussions that happened as a result of that shooting. A shooter went into a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, and he opened fire. Something that made me very sad to hear. It, it made me very sad, but also there's something in it that's such a light for humanity, is that when he walked in, he had his gun, like, out, mm-hmm. and the first, like, so the people in the mosque saw him with his gun out, and the first thing that someone in the mosque said to him was, welcome, brother, to him before he started shooting. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of, the the fact that we talk about um, in this country and in other Western countries, Islam being this extremely violent religion for yeah. that, or maybe it was peace, brother. It was one or the other, but the thing that really yeah. stood out to me was that he called him brother. brother. You know, it just, I don't know, it really affected me and got me, like, choked up. Um, but he went in shooting. Uh, last I checked, the death toll was at 50. I think the initial death toll was at, like, 48, and then some people passed away uh, in the hospital. But women, children, completely innocent people mm-hmm. who were just praying. Just in church. Um had their lives taken from them by this right-wing extremist yeah, who had an entire manifesto. I believe he even uh, talked about Trump in his manifesto. Of course he did. I don't know his name. I know it is out there. He had a, a GoPro camera on his helmet, and he posted the video, and it went kind of viral. Yeah. And it is now illegal to show that video yeah. in New Zealand. You cannot distribute it or share it. Yeah. Um, it is illegal. But they've completely taken his power away from him as far as, like, his name is out there. I didn't bother to go look for it. A lot of people aren't using his name. Right, because the prime minister of New Zealand was like, we're not going to bring it up. We're going to blur his face. Yeah. We're not going to give him the kind of attention that no, he and wants. No, I think, I think that is incredibly smart, and I mm-hmm. think it's something that we talk about a lot, which is sensationalizing the killer. Yeah. And I think that by focusing so much on the tragedy and the lives that have been lost and them actually taking a lot of this and turning it into action, I think immediately, is, I think immediate is really action. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're handling it so much better than they do in the U.S., my God. Yeah, I, I was listening to the Daily Zeitgeist and they were talking about how um, – Whenever, before this had happened, New Zealand was kind of, like, second as far as, like, lax gun laws. And yeah. even then, they had, like, an eight-point check system to yeah. get a gun. But it was still, of most developed nations, one of the more lax gun laws. Yeah. And when you compare these gun laws, like, side by side, America's gun laws are so bananas. Lax. Yeah. Lax. And I also understand, they were talking about on that show, I, I do understand that... It is different because America is the only country that I can think of where owning a gun is in our founding principles. Yeah. It's part of what founded this country. Right. And so, of course, our views on it are going to be different, but... And there's going to be people who hold on to it differently. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about how those rights in New Zealand are, are changing. Um, I actually got a lot of this from BuzzFeed News. 
Um, it says, New Zealand will ban all military-style semi-automatic weapons and introduce a gun buyback scheme following the deadly terror attack in Christchurch. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced the ban on Thursday afternoon, six days after 50 people were killed as they attended two mosques in Christchurch for Friday prayers. She says, I absolutely believe there will be a common view against New Zealanders, those who use guns for legitimate purposes and those who have never touched one, that the time for the mass and equal availability of these weapons must end. Mm -hmm. And then she said, and today they will. God, so, I love her. She's so much a badass. So military-style automatic weapons, assault rifles, and high-capacity magazines will all be banned, as well as parts that can convert guns to military-style automatic, semi-automatic, or automatic weapons. No guns of this kind can be purchased after 3 p.m. by Thursday, which is today, the day we're recording, yesterday for you listening, New Zealand time. Um... She thanked dealers who had already pulled these guns from sale and told others sales should essentially cease. People already owning these weapons have been urged to return them. And she noted that black market buying could still be a big problem because it's just something I feel like it's Clearly. always going to be difficult. But the fact that she's, you know, it's not just stopping at buying the guns, but it's also the parts that could turn a weapon yes. into an automatic or semi-automatic weapon. And I love that she addresses, yes, it, you know, is black market sale going to be a difficult thing to monitor, tackle, yeah. tackle, whatever? Yes, it is. Because I feel like that argument is so often used yeah. in the United States. Of like, it's used as defense. Well, they're going right, to get it anyway. Well, they're going to get it anyway. It's like, yes, but it's still common sense to make it more difficult. Yeah. Like, it's still fucking common you shouldn't, sense. You shouldn't just be making it easy for the person who's trying to get it done. It should, right. They should have to, you know, if they're really going to try that hard. There they got to jump through a few hoops, you know? some hoops to jump through, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that that's amazing. It's it's amazing, and it also makes me so fucking sad. For that something has our, to happen. Well, for I was going to say for our country, because yeah. it's so fucking selfish. Um, but Well, yeah, because we, I mean, like, it, not to trivialize what happened there, but it's like, there was a time where you and I, when we were recording, where it's like, well, here's another shooting we have to talk about that happened in the U.S. Well, and how many have happened that we just haven't talked about because it's like, they happen so fucking frequently. Right. And, um, and, it's, and nothing ever changes. Everything's always the same. You know, we went to the march earlier this year. It was last year. Last year. Fuck. Yeah. And after Parkland, and, like, nothing's nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. The conversation really isn't even going on anymore, like, highlighted at least. You know, and there was it's a... it's just frustrating. There was a guy who they thought had a gun or something, suspicious package or something, at the Century City Mall, and because... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Anthony's job is next to it, mm -hmm. they had to completely shut his office down. I remember so that. So he's, like, his office is on lockdown, and he's, like messaging me at work being like i fucking hate that our office is so open it's scary yeah. and this isn't a reality that people should have to live with every yeah. day like it's so crazy kids shouldn't have to be doing so many lockdown drills like in a perfect world it's important that they do obviously but it's just like it's so sad i don't remember doing lockdown drills till i was in high school um but i know for the kid that i nanny for that that's just part of his drill yeah, routine absolutely. that they do at school, you know? And it, it's just very sad, the reality of it and the conversations we have to have with our children and with our loved ones about things like that, where you really just don't know what's going to happen because you never know when some psychopath is going to have some sort of vendetta. You yeah. don't know. Well, and while we're on that, that's a perfect pivot into we need to start calling these people what they are, which is 
terrorists. Like, it's crazy to me that the number of people who can go out there and take other people's lives Mm -hmm. in this manner, they they always do this. They write manifestos. They obviously have a mission. Mm -hmm. They've aligned themselves to a political group. They've been radicalized online. All of these things that we, we talk about ISIS and we talk about how, you know, crazy it is. Yeah. All of these things are happening. We're radicalizing right-wing young white men, but we don't call them terrorists. Like, that's exactly what's happening. And and they are typically, like, they'll bring up their past a lot more. Like, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about the lost tapes of the Charles Manson family. And, like, they talk about Susan Atkins, a former Girl Scout, you know, Patricia Krenwinkel saying in the church choir. It's like, why are you like they do this well, weird thing where it's like and if we're humanizing. going to if we're going to directly compare. Right. Because there's so much Islamophobia mm-hmm. and we talk about ISIS and we talk about the terrible things that they do. And we never talk about what happened that could have made them radicalize. Yeah. We, we don't talk about their background. We don't talk about we don't. Well, like we that. also we don't focus... talk about our fucking part in it. Like yeah. America went in the have West. Have you watched Vice? The West, I did. I have. But <laughs> no, I know. I'm talking to people in general. <laughs> the West went in. Mm-hmm. They fucked up and destabilized their entire region. And then it was yeah. something that gave people to be like, look at what the West is doing to you. Yeah. And they could be easily radicalized. The same. So when. Whenever you sit here and you make excuses for white young men and you say, well, they feel like their country is being taken away from them because they don't have any privilege anymore. And you make all these fucking excuses. Maybe take a look in the mirror. It's 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 just crazy to me that like you can. It's the same thing that's happening. That's allowing these people to be radicalized. It's justification. You know, they're rationalizing situation yeah because i don't think you know i just feel like people don't want to see americans as being terrorists when there are people who they don't want to yeah they they don't want to see talking about their kind for lack of a better right they don't want to see white young men as being terrorists terrorists. but that's exactly what if you're if you've been radicalized by an idea Mm -hmm. um and you go in and you shoot a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you know, in the Oklahoma City bombing, you go and you bomb a fucking building yeah. that has a nursery in it. Yeah, that's and you terror. Kill you're a bunch of people for an idea. You're a terrorist. Yeah. That's it. You yeah. know? I agree. Um, but I do love that we're not talking about him. We're not talking mm-hmm. about his name. Did you see the video of the kid who smashed an egg on yes. that guy's head? Oh, I love it. God, free egg but boy. It, like, but it also, I think I saw that video the day after my car was egged. <laughs> Your car was egged? I didn't, you didn't see this story on my Instagram? No, I'm so out of oh it. Oh my God. Yeah, I went to a show in Ventura, uh, one of Max's shows, and we were leaving, and it was like 1230, and we were just about to get on the freeway, and all of a sudden I just hear this like smack <gasps> against my car window. And so, and then the guy, like, runs a red light and takes a left. So we're sitting at the red light, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then this car drives up next to us and sees kids, like, hanging out the window, and we flip them off. And they're like, no, 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 it wasn't us, it wasn't us. Like, they're making these gestures, and they're like, I can hear them be like, that's so fucked up, that's so fucked up. And we're like, oh, yeah, what the fuck happened? And then the light turns green, and they throw another egg at them <gasps> and drive off. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, we called the police, not nine one one, the police department, went straight to voicemail. Oh, called helpful. the Ventura County Sheriff's Department. They said that they did not cover Ventura City, um, and so we were like, you know, we did the best we could. Like it was St. Patrick's Day, 
I just we just wanted to get home, and like my whole driver's Ugh. side looked like a monster. I on it. I realize the older that I get, like I just had a birthday, and I'm like so like hooligans, yeah, youths. Like I'm, okay, but like what dumbasses? Like they, like, they were like rage. six. They were in these fucking like they were in their mom's like. BMW SUVs or whatever. And I'm like, you're like 16, 17 years old, and this is your idea of fun on a Saturday night. Like, do you not have friends? Do you not have like an actual place to go to like Probably have fun? not. I know. I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like me and my friends, like, I remember I did go with a group to egg someone's house when I was younger. And I I've never really about it now. egged a house. I did go through we would drive back roads and throw eggs at mailboxes. Yeah. But that seems less bad. <laughs> I mean, it's all fucking dumb. I mean, it's all shitty, but, like, but it like, was, I was driving. Like, I was moving. I wasn't stopped. And, like, it was horrifying. And, yeah, it's just so... It's like, you guys have no fucking class at all. Well, um, they're... Yeah. So, there. So, take that. Take that. Okay. You want to talk about Trump yelling at a dead guy? <laughs> haven't heard about it. Tell me You about haven't it. heard about this? No. Trump will not stop, like, basically berating John McCain. Like, what? John McCain is dead, and he will not shut the fuck up. So he went to a tank factory, and okay. this is what he said. This is what makes me feel like, I mean, so much makes me feel this way, but something has to be legitimately wrong with this person. Like, something's wrong with you mentally, and yeah. a lot of people, even people on the right, actually, Kellyanne Conway's husband, who has been a vocal throughout the entire Trump administration, he has been a vocal... Um, supporter? No, no. Really? He dislikes Trump really? a lot and has talked Kelly about and it Conway's husband? constantly. He tweets about it all the time. What and the fuck? How I, are they still together? I don't know. Kellyanne gets asked questions and she's like, I don't really know anything about that. We haven't talked about it. And I'm what? like, what? Um, but he went on Twitter oh after God. this and was like, yeah, I think that something mentally wrong with the president. Like, for real. Yeah. So he... um. He was at an Ohio tank factory, and he complained that he wasn't thanked for giving John McCain the, quote, kind of funeral he wanted. He said, I gave him the kind of funeral he wanted, which as president I had to approve. Wait, 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 wait. Pause for a second. Why is he mentioning this at a tank factory? I don't fucking know, because he can't, like, let John McCain go. I don't I don't know, because... John McCain's not even... That's just so random. He's like, not he's, even from Ohio. He's at a... T- no, no, continue. And he's not even from Ohio, so right, I don't know I how don't... it got brought up, but okay. he said, um, I gave him the kind of funeral he wanted, which as president I had to approve. I don't care about this. I didn't get thank you. That's okay. <laughs> and everyone, I guess, you know, it's another one of his rallies, so everyone had been cheering pretty consistently, and as this came up, people kind of were, like, uncomfortable and quiet. Um, and he said, a lot of people are asking because they love me and they ask me about a man named John McCain. If you want to tell me about, should I, uh, should I or not? Yes. I can't even do Trump. What's his, what's his like mental I like, need to thought do, process? I need to do Trump's voice in order for this to even make sense because coming from like a normal person's voice, <laughs> like that's just a word it's salad. It's just like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so he said... So, I have to be honest. I never liked him much. Hasn't been Holy for me. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I've really... I, 
I really probably never will, but there's certain reasons for it, and I will tell you and do this to save a little time with the press later on. John McCain received a fake and phony dossier. (gasps) Did you hear about the dossier? It was paid for by Crooked Hillary, right? And John McCain got it. He got it. And what did he do? He didn't call me. He turned it over to the FBI, hoping to put me in jeopardy. And that's not the nicest thing to do. You know when those people say, because I'm a very loyal person. And it goes on. It just goes on and on. Like, he talked about this for so fucking long. Um, But basically, he just, like, shit all over John McCain. A man who is dead, and it doesn't make any sense. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, you didn't, you wanted a fucking thank you for giving a war hero and a senator. And a a president? No, he wasn't a president. He, he, a candidate, (laughs) a presidential candidate. Yeah. But he was a senator. He yeah. he was a war hero. He'd been he in was an American figure that public was like very service prominent. Yeah. for all of his life. Of course he deserved that kind of funeral, no matter if you liked him or didn't like him. Like what a weird thing to say. You're a dick. Um, but yeah, uh one of John Mc- John McCain's youngest daughter came out and was just like, This is ridiculous and unbelievable. Holy shit. But yeah. That's fucking crazy. Um, are you ready for a scandal? Yes, of course. So for those of you who listened for a long time, you know that I was a competitive figure skater my whole childhood. Anything involving figure skating, figure skating news, I'm going to talk about. And this is being called the next Tanya Harding incident. Ooh, shit. It's total bullshit. I'm going to preface it with this. It's total bullshit. Okay, I okay, don't, okay. I, I don't agree with it. So, this week is Worlds, and because the Olympics aren't happening, even when the Olympics are happening, Worlds is the biggest competition of the year. So, there are these two girls. They both train in Los Angeles. One of them is from Korea. Her name is... I'm going to say it wrong because she's from Korea. I'm so sorry. It's Yeonsu Lim and then Mariah Bell, who I believe is originally from, like, Oklahoma, and she trains here. Um, I feel like I know her name. You've She's amazing. Like, she's an amazing figure skater. So they've been training. I believe Yeonsu started training there this year with them after the Olympics, and it's like a it's like an Olympic training center out here. Uh, very prominent coach. Adam Rippon skated with him. Things like that. So they've been training together. They both made it to Worlds. They're at their final short program practice. And what they do is um, each skater can perform their program with music full out for one last time before they go out to compete. And so Mariah is doing her program. And Yeonsu skated right before her. So she's skating around and she's skating next to the boards about to get off the ice. And Mariah is skating around the corner and she turns from going backwards to forwards and then she like extends her leg back. Now, there was no video until today, but she stabs her with her blade. Oh, shit. Where? In the leg, in the calf. Did she cut her? She did. Oh, God. So there was no video until today. So now we have more information. But basically what happened was, so she did need medical attention. Um, But the thing for me, being a skater, I've seen my friend sliced my other friend's hand open when I was younger where I could actually see into her hand. Like, yeah, I've seen bad ones, but it, it was because like an accident. she fell and then the blade went in. But this is like she turned and her foot went back. So I think it was more of like a nick. Like, blades, they're very thick and they're sharp, but they're not that sharp. Um, but it's probably like the blade went back and up, yeah. right? So it probably so, cut her like that. Yes. Okay. So what what was being speculated here, The her, Yeonsu's Korean agency basically put out a statement making it seem like it was deliberate 
They said that Mariah has been bullying her for months at the rink, where she yelled at her to the point where they have to be in separate locker rooms that they don't train at the same time. And then, so that came out in Korean, and then these people started translating it and bringing it out, and it was really, really making Mariah look bad. Like, bad, 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 bad. People went to Instagram immediately. They're calling her a potential murderer. They're calling her a bitch. A A murderer. Potential murderer. They're calling her Tanya 2.0. How old is she? She's 22. She And she just looks like a sweetie pie. And literally, she's one of those, like, all-American figure skater-looking girls. You know what I mean? Which doesn't mean anything. Which doesn't mean shit. No, I completely agree. But they have the same coach. People are saying Mariah didn't apologize. She should she should have stopped and said something. It looks like she doesn't even know what happened. And this girl immediately got off the ice and went and got medical attention. Well, she should She's, apologize. She should apologize. But this is the thing. We don't know because neither girl has made a statement yet because the free skate, I believe, is tomorrow. So it would make sense. It, they have the same coach. I feel like it's being worked out in their inner circle because the coach has said... You know, that it was a misunderstanding and things like that. So now today a video came out and it really, really doesn't look purposeful. She's not jabbing her leg back. It sounds like an accident. It does. But but people are like, people are calling for her to be disqualified. They're saying there's an investigation. It sounds like she doesn't have very good PR people because they should have got ahead of this. They should have. But at the same time, I think, I think that... The coach is putting a hold on everything, and I think after Worlds is when we're gonna. I think that's a bad call. Things. I think it's a bad call too. But the thing is, this is the biggest competition of the year, and she is one of two American girls right, right now. But and like, she's in, and she's in sixth place. For me, coach or not, like if I, my people, if I was, yeah. if I was on her team, I'd be like, I don't care what you say. Yeah, this looks bad for her. We're getting ahead of it. Like I, I, yeah, I completely agree. I, I felt like something should be said, um, even if she doesn't make a statement herself uh, through her coach or through PR people or something, because it is turning into quite an epidemic in the skating world. I mean, NBC, Fox. Um, different like gossip sites. People are grabbing onto this like it's this Tanya 2.0 situation. Yikes, it's insane. So I wanted to share that story because I, I for one, call bullshit on it. Adam Rippon sent out a bunch of tweets saying that he knows both of them. You know, he is at their training sessions. He's he said, you know, our coach would never let any like bullying, like elongated bullying, happen. Um. And basically but her, calling so her PR people her came PR out and people, said that. Yes. So her, he didn't like, put a. But so the coach probably didn't put a hold on anything, because her PR people came out and did their bit. I don't know. I don't think he has much of a say. I yeah. Think, then what are her people doing? I don't know. They're fucking up. I don't know. They are. I agree. I think, but I think because it's the, uh, like Korean Figure Skating Association, hmm. I think it's a little different, and their media. In the past, with their, like, star, Yuna Kim, years ago, did the same thing, where they were trying to make certain girls in practice appear to have done things that weren't happening. Hmm. Um, And I don't want to, like, victim blame, but I'm not—I don't blame this girl. And the girl is 16, this Korean girl, and Mariah is 22, so we were calling her a child abuser and all this stuff. I'm not putting the honus on this little girl or calling her— a liar or anything like that, but I think that she didn't really have a chance to say or do anything. And she went out, she did her short program, and she's placed one place above Mariah Bell. Yeah. Young Sue's in fifth, Mariah's in sixth. I just think, you know, and especially being in that world for so long, like, people, especially when I, Tanya came out, it became popular again, that whole story. 
And if you watch any skating movie, like they make the comp- competition seem like so brutal. I was friends with girls from all different clubs that I would compete against. And we would like, li- we just talked about this a few weeks ago when she literally was one of the girls that helped the 13 year old onto the podium when she landed those mm-hmm. two triple axles. Like, yes, there's competition, but like never at a competition there's never anything like super shady that happens i don't know i've well, never i mean i'm sure that there is in any in any sports yeah, but like world, i remember but... once i collided with somebody during a warm-up and it was i was going one way she was going the other way we collided and it hurt but i wasn't like she she came up to me afterwards and apologized and i was like oh it's not a big deal but like those things like mistakes like that happen i've had run-ins with people on the ice and it hurts but like you just move on it's nothing it's nothing purposeful people get in each other's way we do have blades on our feet things happen but you just need to like move on so uh yeah i'm excited to see where that goes and i'm excited to watch the free skate now that i know everything that's going on it's crazy Watch. I'm going to, like, we need to, like, post the video, and I want to get people's opinions on what they think. Okay. We can do a poll on our Instagram story. Oh, polling. Okay. So we have some stories to read. Stories. Hi, Keegan and Madigan. Oh, boy. When I saw the topic for the podcast this week was on Instagram, I dropped literally everything I was doing to listen to it because this one hits close to home to me. So this was talking about our crazy woman episode, yes. right? I have a, quote, crazy story I'd like to share because this was the peak of the downfall of my most recent relationship. My now ex-boyfriend of two and a half years would call me crazy every time we got into an argument. We got to a really negative place where we were arguing every week and every single time he would tell me to stop being crazy. Ugh. I'm an emotional person. It doesn't take a lot to make me cry. Girl, same. And usually when I'm angry, I will start crying, and there's not much I can do to stop it. I feel that so hard. I am a People who crier. cry when they're mad. Yeah, I cry at every strong emotion. I can't help it. I can't stop it. I've accepted that's who I am. I also cry at almost every Disney movie, and every time I see a dog on Instagram, so I don't know why Ugh, that gets me. Kittens that, this for is, me. This, this, this girl is me. My heart. Um... He took my crying as being overdramatic and crazy, and when I told him that it was degrading, he said, it's not only you, all women are crazy. Oh, I swear to God, I would have flipped a fucking table, which I know wouldn't have helped my case. Yeah, exactly. But, like, that shit infuriates me. She goes, yep, he said that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I I think that was the day when I lost a lot of respect for him as I started to see who he truly was. Oh, women are crazy. Yeah, this was a guy who I thought had had progressive views. Growing up with just his mom raising him, he came off as someone who viewed women as powerful and not as hysterical when they stand up for something. But I guess when his ego was at stake, it was preposterous that I stand up for myself. On another note, every time I would tell him how I felt, he would come back with an attack on me. So I don't think he ever really listened to what I had to say. He just spent the entire time I was talking, thinking about something I had done wrong, like six months ago, to take the blame off himself. Writing this now, I realize how much better off I am without him. I went the majority of our relationship bottling things up and not expressing how I felt because I didn't want to come across as crazy because I had gaslit the situation into thinking I was being irrational and that all the blame was on me for every flaw in our relationship. I got to the point where I became extremely depressed, and the toll of that ex- ex- of not expressing my emotions had massive impact on me. I was not going to work, barely getting through the day, but then he came around and told me, I don't like being around you when you're like this, and told me to be more positive. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Anyways, long story short, we broke up, and I'm in a way better place now. I have come to my senses, and I realize that crazy women is a social construct that misogynistic people have built up to lighten the load on themselves. Amen. So they are seen as the victim. 
I am incredibly happy that you guys did an episode on this. It made me feel not so alone in the situation and more con- and more confident in my crying ways. Ray John, Franny. P.S. I now have a permanent Destiny's Child walk thanks to this podcast. Oh my! Always I think fierce. she's the one from Twitter. I think she is too. Um, if that was you from Twitter, let us know because that made my day. Same. Uh, she posted a meme on Twitter that says how I feel listening to Yamp podcast and it was just Destiny's Child walking or Beyonce walking into the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was fantastic. I loved it. It was amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for your story. Girl, I feel that so much when I cry. My ex would get so upset with me when I cried and I was like I can't, I can't help it. This is just how, how I respond to things. Like I am, I cry when I'm happy. I cry in Disney movies. I cry at every movie. Um, and that's totally normal and fine. And I like the fact that she said that that's something that she's just accepted about herself. And it makes me so sad to think that somebody could try to take that away. Well, and it doesn't her. make you weak. No. Like crying doesn't make you weak. Different people express their emotions in different ways. Yeah. And that's how you handle your emotions. I know emotions. for me, like when, once I cried out, I feel better. Yeah. Sometimes I just need... It's it's cathartic. It's a yeah. release for me. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you just have to cry. You do. You gotta get a good cry in. Yes, it's good. All right, we have another story... It says, hello, I'm honestly not sure how I'm going to word this email, but I will do my very best. My name is Cameron. I'm not going to say your last name, Cameron. Um, And I am a sophomore in high school. To give you some background, I live in a very Christian small town in northern Virginia with a lot of farms and not much religious diversity. My mother is Christian and my father is Jewish. I have family that lives in Israel. One of my uncles is a rabbi and a lot of my cousins go to a Jewish school. As you can probably tell, not many people where I live can relate to that. I know for a fact having two different religions in your house is a foreign concept in my town. I remember earlier this month, March, you guys discussed some teenagers in California who were making jokes about the Holocaust. When I heard you guys discussing that, my first thought was, so people actually know that's not okay to joke about? That blows my mind that she, like... Or he. Or he, that it took this, like, amount of time to come to that... Because I'm like, of course it's not fucking yeah. okay. I mean, and, well, that was our reaction on the podcast. It was yeah. like, you fucking know that this isn't okay. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they say, so people actually know that's not okay to joke about. People will actually defend my heritage. And it made me wonder, what would I have done in that situation? Plenty of people have made Holocaust jokes in front of me, but I've never said anything. When I was a little kid, I was always so proud of my heritage. But when we started learning about the Holocaust in school, I felt like I had a target on my head. Mm -hmm. Everyone would turn around and look at me and, I guess, feel sorry for me. Black History Month for me. I understand. (laughs) But then they'd go and make jokes anyways. After that, I felt ashamed of my Jewish heritage because whenever people heard the word Jewish, they immediately think Holocaust, and that is not who I am or who my family is. Yeah. Here's where it gets juicy. I've been shrugging off these jokes for my whole school career, but today we had our statewide tornado drill, and we were in the basement of our school. There is a kid that I am friends with who I do not agree with politically. He is known for being in YAF, which I looked up, and that's like a young American something. It's like a conservative okay. group yeah, for I didn't know what that was either. kids okay. in high school. Uh, he always treated me with respect, and we joked around during our sociology class and talked about music and such. The kid turns to the group we are in and says, Hey guys, we're just like the Jews. It looks like a gas chamber in here, and in a, and we're in a basement. I responded with, Should I be offended? His face turned white. It was awesome. He <laughs> asked me if I was Jewish. I said yes, and then he apologized to me, rightfully so, and said, 
And I said, but you still made the joke anyways, and you thought you could get away with it, but you said it in front of a Jewish person, and now you feel ashamed. Yes! He vigorously nodded his head and blushed and said, yep, yep. He apologized to me again after class, and I think it was actually sincere, or maybe because the jokes had a negative effect on him and he felt bad about it. Mm-hmm. I told him it he was okay. Mm-hmm. I told him it was okay because I get this shit all the time, but he really can't say those things. After saying that, it made me realize I had become desensitized to comments and jokes about the Holocaust, which I honestly hate so much. But now my eyes are open. I made someone actually realize what they've said, and it felt amazing to make him feel bad for the shit he had said to me. I think that pot. I think that podcast helped me realize that other people actually do care about this, and I felt so relieved when I heard you guys actually get angry about it. It made me feel recognized, and that I actually have the power to make people feel shitty about the shitty things they (laughs) say about my heritage. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Cameron! Cameron! I love it! I know. Know your worth. I don't love Speak up. that I don't that love, happened to you. I don't love that that happened to you either. I don't love that you had to be the person to step in and say something and that the responsibility lied solely upon you. But I love that you felt empowered by the situation. I love that you are taking pride and ownership in who you are. But I, I always do find it interesting. Like, uh, my friend Christina, who is in, you know, a co-host of my other podcast, My Worst Date, she is biracial but she's mm-hmm. very 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 light she's mm-hmm. got green eyes she's very light-skinned and we've had conversations because i'm biracial but i look biracial mm-hmm. and she doesn't and she's had people say shit in front of her because they don't realize that she's part yeah. black and that is really the telltale marker yeah because they think they can get away with it because they don't realize I, that one of the people they're talking about is in the room and i feel like a lot of people feel like they're not racist if they don't say racist shit in front of those people but Agreed. in reality it's like if you're having you shouldn't be having those thoughts in the first place it should never fucking come out of your mouth and yeah. the idea to me like it has me seething just thinking about making a joke about the gas chamber mm-hmm. like because I, I also know that people have made jokes about being in close quarters i could very easily see the same kind of joke being made about like mm-hmm. oh it's like you know, being on a slave ship where you're, like, yeah. shoulder to shoulder. That shit is so horrifying. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine making a worst, joke about it's it. It's the worst of humanity, and it's not It's not making... Like, you know, there are a lot of shows out there that talk about really deep stuff, but then have a comedic, like, undertone to them. It's it's not in a way that's, like... It's punching relatable. down. It is punching yeah. down. Yeah. It is, it is a... Low blow. It's It's, bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But we love uh, getting your listener mail. It honestly makes us so happy whenever we get um, stories from you guys. And we know that both of these were kind of born out of unfortunate situations, which, again, for both of you, we're sorry that you had to be in these situations. But I love, I just love a happy ending. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I love that. and, And it makes me feel good to be somebody that these people feel that they can tell their story to and feel supported by and know that when we share it on the show that they are in a community of people who are going to stand behind them and agree with them and that they can feel 
seen and heard. Well, in and a it's time so that they may not and otherwise. These you know? experiences are universal too, yeah. which it's sad in a way that they're universal, but also there's comfort in knowing that you're not alone. Exactly. Other people have experienced these things as well, and other people will stand behind you and support you. Yeah. Uh, in 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 these moments. Yeah. As sad as it as it happening, like it happens. We can't yeah. you know control how other people are going to treat us and things like that. So if if you can come through it on the other side, being more positive and better um, and feeling good about yourself. I feel like that's the main thing that's important. So absolutely to both of you. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to our mini episode this week. Uh, you can find us on Instagram if you want to send us any messages there. Our Instagram is at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can also send us messages at our email, which is neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. We have a Facebook business and group page. Feel free to leave us a review on our business page if you'd like and rate us. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That makes our day so mm-hmm. much brighter. We have Twitter, which... Hey, I posted on Twitter today. Oh, good. So... I don't check it, so I don't know. So we have Twitter that we're actually kind of using sometimes, which is at Yamf Podcast. Y-A-N-F podcast. I did want to point out really quickly, because the thing I posted on Twitter today is that our collab episode with Boobies and Newbies yes! today. It did! Um, so that would be yesterday for all of you guys. Go listen to it. We did a um, review of an erotic novel called Making Sense yes. with Kelly from Boobies and Newbies, who is fantastic. Fucking love her. And we talk body positivity, and we talk feminism in, <laughs> in erotic fiction, and we talk lots of sex so if you guys are interested in hearing that go give her podcast a listen she is so much fun and yeah i love to support her so it's boobies and newbies and newbies is spelt like boobies so n-o-o-b-i-e-s yes and so, we'll put that um tomorrow we'll put that in our story as yes, well exactly yes. so thanks so much for listening i'm stumbling over my words with all of that being said we encourage you to, to rage, rage on, on. bye, bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.